0: No. You're done. <laughs> They're gonna be bricks thrown through the windows tomorrow. They can't. I'm from Minnesota. You. I don't home. care. I can kick your ass. Oh right. so. You want to talk about mini? Gonna... Oh. All right, we're done. Anyway, Do you want to? Seriously, should we throw it on right now? I'll whoop your ass right now, right now on live, <laughs> right now on live radio. Let's go. I'm drawing a line right, right there's the line. Cross it. you gonna throw on your. Man. Go ahead. No, you're seriously, your man. I'm mad now. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm in fight mode. <laughs> oh, oh. Dude. Oh, that was a good laugh. Your test. That was the funniest thing to say why Blue tonight. He's wearing a jersey. <laughs> I'm going to show you what we do with jerseys around here. What? Hold still. Now he's <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. laughing. Come That's on. Right, Come on. Much. Dig it. No. Ah. <laughs> Dude, he's uh, uh, anyway. <laughs> uh, uh-oh. Todd's down. Uh, we we oh! <laughs> uh, uh. Okay, you were going to talk about something cool. Do it now. Are you going to talk about Midnight Munchies or what? Yes, coming up after midnight, your chance to uh. get free food from a uh, featured sports bar and grill in West Salem. Yeah. Free food. Kind of hard to beat that now, isn't it? Uh. Are you finished? Yeah, let's, I'm, I'm, t- I'm tired now. What a. M- all righty for tonight, should see snow accumulation one to two inches. Uh, <laughs> get the hell away from me! Oh, it's a great weather for uh, Todd Springer ass kick. and Wednesday. Look for mostly cloudy sky, and good chance of snow in the morning. Daytime high near 38 downtown Lacrosse right now. I'm at 1020 and he is somewhere below yeah <laughs> 37 degrees. Contemporary ah! issues with world renowned experts. Today job specific training provided and flexible schedule
1: the work Mikey K hey,
0: aren't
1: you going to play that uh, R. Kelly song Ignition Remix uh we don't have Ignition sorry oh I called earlier and they said that they did well Mikey K a lying bastard is he? yes he is oh, he cheats you? on his taxes he's what? he cheats on his taxes does he? yep he's a complete bastard oh you don't like him? no I hate that motherfucker I do <laughs> oh
0: I oh, want really? him dead
1: That's- so bad, even more than Keith Carr. Really, that fucker? He's all like, "Oh yeah, I'll play." You know what I mean? I hate his guts, but I'll play it. And I'm like, okay, I sat here for like three or four hours listening for the fucker. I'm like, sorry, oh. no, he's a lying knocker, So. <laughs> all right, man, thanks. All right, all right, bye.
2: This call is now
0: being <laughs> recorded.
2: Hey, there, there we, we go. go.
1: It's being recorded back <laughs> to baby Keith.
2: Holy shit! I no, nah, it's just this Google voice software is a pain in the ass to to figure out. Anyway, so as you heard uh, in those clips earlier, and uh, from a couple more that I have that I'm going to post, I kind of get the feeling that nobody knows our backstory at all. (laughs) Jesus. (laughs) Because I think there were some... There were some people, I think, that genuinely thought that we absolutely hated each other, which I think probably worked out in our advantage uh, to some extent. But do you remember uh, the beginning of the uh, the love story, as I'm going to call it? Uh, well, there was probably a beginning that we didn't know, like
1: where we crossed paths at bars, the previous jobs that we had, but we didn't yeah. actually know each other until we were working at that radio station, where you were the night guy and I was the overnight guy, and I would sit that on the show because I had nothing better to do.
2: Well, we did do—you did a remote or two for uh, the now no longer existent uh, Buzz at Coconut Joe's back in the day a couple of times, I think.
1: Yeah, but I was usually over in the bar side, not in the dance club side. Yeah, uh, you know, okay. it the, the, the mini transmitter out the side door and just kind of sit in the booth at least a few times that I did it Cause like we talked about before I didn't usually get to do them because either the night guy did them or the morning show program director did it
2: and if nobody or, else was
1: available or somebody got fired which happened a lot um, that's, then I got flopped in
2: that's true or you know whenever uh, Audrey's whoever Audrey's love interest was was at the time would do a win.
1: Wan love interest.
2: Sure. We, can we talk about her? Can, that that there's a there's a program director at that station that we probably shouldn't refer to a whole lot that was uh No, there, there's too much personal stuff there. <laughs> yeah, but was very interested in, in anyone. And I think anything that that came her way. <laughs> if we were doing a live show
1: someplace, or it's not being recorded, we could tell all those stories.
2: See, I, I'd like to, I'd like to think that I should have been flattered by it, but it got a little mm-hmm. out of hand. As,
1: as my dad used to say any port in the
2: storm? Uh, if that were true, then there'd be things I'd be doing right now rather than talking to you. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Oh, but I mean, uh, I think it kind of started at the station. Yeah, I was the the night guy. You were coming in to do, you know, your production or whatever it was. And then since I was bored out of my mind, it just kind of ended up with me throwing you on or me jumping on your overnight show when I was doing production and
1: stuff like that. Well, in the beginning, my shift was 11 p.m. to 5 a.m., And then at one point they tweaked it right at start till midnight. Then you had to work from, you had to work until midnight. Um, And so basically you had to stick around for an extra hour and figure out what to do with it. So I just sit in there with you and we'd shoot the shit, basically.
2: More more or less and
1: and harass callers. Well, I think that's... Usually I'd be in a, in a recording studio and he'd be like, Springer, Springer, get in here, listen to this. Oh my God, Springer, get in here. And
2: well, yeah, was... and that that's how MoFo started was, you know, it started with us. We needed a place to dump all the calls that we had that we couldn't put on the air because they were just either too filthy or personal that we, we couldn't, we just couldn't do it. Without getting sued, anyway. Yeah, I mean that's how that started, and
1: then I think I know. I think it was your idea to do Beaver Hunt.
0: Yeah, we really. Yeah. Like,
1: Dude, we're gonna go out <laughs> with some audio. Let's just go out. You know, at that point, you know, we were kind of somewhat regulars downtown because you know we had the weekends off. You know, there'd be times I'd come down Friday nights and you get off the air, and we go bum around downtown looking for trouble. Well, oh, you know, yeah. We had regulars in certain bars would be like, hey, guys! You
2: know,
1: <laughs> fever hunt, it wasn't that hard to get stories out of people.
2: Well, and you know, the thing too was I had started working downtown when I was, I was 18. I think that was my first year when I was in school at the, the Tech. I mean, the first night that I worked downtown, actually, they wouldn't let me into the bar. And I'm like, no, listen, guys, I freaking work here. Like, oh, hard, you know, hard. I... I Like, I started DJing downtown, and I did that for almost five years on and off. So I had, I guess, somewhat of a following down there to begin with, and that's how I got the the gig at C. was actually when they did a remote there. And long story short, we did a contest that involved a fake orgasm contest and a girl pulling my pants down um, in front of, like, 500 people. Um, Me telling the guy in the booth to turn the lights off And I then I stood there in the dark (laughs) with my glow-in-the-bark boxers on while the embarrassed girl just ran away. (laughs) And somehow that impressed whoever the hell it was. I think it was Kelly at the time that was at the the remote to talk to the program director and send me there part-time. And then part-time turned into interim jock when the evening guy left and interim, due to, admittedly, I think some blackmail on my part, and it uh-huh. ended up in me being the full-time job, which really pissed off the current program director, and I think did until the day I left, because I didn't go to school. I didn't go to Brown for broadcasting. Oh, God. There's a way yeah, it, yeah well, let's let's go ahead and pay like $60,000 to go to school for broadcasting and then, you know, take a take a $10 an hour job. Yeah, it's
1: <laughs> fun for you to go to like a major market, you know, like Chicago or the Twin Cities, at least in the Midwest. But, yeah, just settling down close to your hometown, yeah, I, I see where life cheated you there.
2: Yeah, and to be honest, I think really the only people that stayed at the station or at least didn't get fired anyway were were people that had been invited to be shareholders in the company which happened after you had to be there for five years or, or something like that. Yeah, I was there for seven. I never got
1: the invite, so I always I, I always knew the jig was up at some point.
2: I didn't know that. Yeah, I I don't I don't I mean, know how I
1: couldn't afford it anyways, but I was never offered.
2: I don't know what the dollar amount is, but yeah, but it was oh, not God, something. It was like a couple Grand a share? It was ridiculous. Yeah, and now, well, now that group owns a, a shitload of stations actually, even though they've had to change their, their name a couple of times because it, at one point, I, I remember this, about that it was the, also the same name as some kind of Christian family radio network or something like that, and uh, that didn't go over well.
0: But, oh, uh, right,
2: right, yeah. But, uh, yeah, that's I don't know, it's, uh, and then after that program director left, that's kind of when I knew, like, holy shit, this is not gonna go well, so, then that's when I think we just stopped caring, I mean, I, when I, when I left, I gave them notice, but you actually got, you got canned. Yeah, so it
1: was. 2009 and you know the economy took a crap in 2008 but it didn't really hit the Midwest until 2009 and so five people got canned in the spring and then the final five got canned right after Oktoberfest. So basically they had us work that event and then Friday morning you know, as, we, as we're coming into work it's like yeah we can see you in the office
2: Which and is I'm next work- yeah, for yeah. the record, which is never good. It, that that means you, especially if it was like they called you in the morning, that meant, to me, if they called yeah. me in the morning, they knew better because I'm not up before noon. That meant we did something the night before that they didn't care for. Wow. <laughs> yeah. The position I had, I
1: always thought I was bulletproof. They did a lot of work, but then, you know, time went on. I kind of figured out that, all the salespeople that I bailed out had never told management that I had bailed them out, and then my one supervisor was basically taking credit for a lot of the work I was doing, so he could sit in his office and play video games with one of the people upstairs.
0: Or yeah. hit on any anybody that
2: uh, that worked there. Or she on his talking his wife. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that that too, and my girlfriend. Yeah. Yeah, so that's when he, he, he and I almost died. ended up in a fist fight. Oh, he could have used a good beating. Could have
1: used a good beating. But, I don't know, in hindsight, getting out of that den of iniquity was always a good thing, but it was just, I always just slightly felt cheated, because I actually put the work in, and a lot of other people didn't.
2: Realistically, anybody with any kind of actual creative talent, God, shit can't. And anybody that stole anybody else's ideas is still there. Well,
1: yeah. It's, you know, it's, it's the thing about radio then is, you know, they want you to be exciting and innovative, but not troublesome, because God forbid you piss off the sponsors. But then when the economy took a shit, you have to worry about pissed off the sponsors because they didn't have any money to spend anyways.
2: See, the only time I ever pissed off a sponsor and I still I don't know what the hell happened was that Pizza Hut remote that I did where I, I stayed and ate afterwards. And somebody told management that I ate there or ate there for free or something. The next thing I know, I'm getting called into the the head of the station's office with this letter to sign saying that my behavior is a, a detriment to the company and and all this kind of stuff and wow that's he, cool he admittedly crap. yeah, he admittedly told me that he did he didn't believe it and he thought it was bullshit, but since, you know, the new operations big shot guy thought, you know you know he had an issue with me that he had to kinda of go along with it and then back him other guys, no one would no one would take him seriously. I mean we still don't, but Well I you know, you,
1: you can always tell when when management wants to get rid of you, they will find a way to get rid of you. It's like when I, I got friends in law enforcement and, you know, like I knew this guy that used to do security and stuff at, like, sporting events. And he's like, if you need a reason to get somebody out of there, you can find a reason to get somebody out of there. Or if you're, like, a, a trooper, like, you know, state trooper, you can find some reason to pull over a semi. It's there
2: tricky is to make sure it sticks. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've I've admittedly been shit-canned at a couple of places before for for those reasons. Like, a, a job that um, they had promised we were all going to get hired on full-time once we were union at train. Um, but rather than hire us on, they found reasons to, to shit-can us. Like, I punched in a minute late one day because I went to my station first and then ran back to the time clock. That was the reason I got shit can. Funny story about that is the other guy that got canned that day actually went into our foreman's office and took a dump in his, in his garbage can before he left. Oh,
1: my God.
2: <laughs> that was how he said goodbye to train. Wow. I, I hope he
1: had a good Taco Bell lunch beforehand.
2: <laughs> and hopefully they uh, never oh, asked he was,
1: to... He ate a lot of radishes.
2: Yeah, or they never asked us to be a sponsor. Yeah. That, that, that's, I don't think we're going to get into the heating and air conditioning market anytime soon. Actually,
1: going back to sponsor stuff, so I remember this happened after you left, and this happened at another station I was at previously, where somebody made a comment about McDonald's. Like, you know, disparaged their french fries.
2: Who and spent a shit
1: money
2: with us. Yeah,
1: yeah, and so the guy that replaced you on the station... He basically got the boot because he made some crack about McDonald's. And this guy I used to work with on an oldie station prior to coming to that station, um, he made some comment about French fries from McDonald's, and he got the boot.
2: <laughs> and it,
1: yeah, like you know, granted it's a dumb mistake. That's that's a that's a noob mistake. You don't know, ever, 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 you know, piss on the shoes of a of a paying customer. There's no reason for it. You know, if you got some sort of grudge, you take it out elsewhere. But yeah, there's a, there's a million things to talk about, and you don't need to piss on the shoes of a customer.
2: Which is kind of why I wonder now listening to them how um, I never got canned because of, or both of us did get canned. Segment. <laughs> <Which one? laughs> because... I would go about talking about something like uh, explosive diarrhea and then say, hey, you know what's even better than explosive diarrhea? Free food from, you know, Oh, Jesus. Yeah. It got to kind of be like the worst. Was like the worst. I wasn't trying to like bond. It just, it just, it just, I, I couldn't help myself.
1: Sometimes the managers knew that the salespeople had given them a really dumb promotion to do. Do I remember, like used to do those um, Zzap things on the weekends? Every once in a while, they give do something goofy and dumb to give oh, away. And I gave away a tree. Nobody would yeah. call in the to do that.
2: I gave away a tree. A tree. It was a, a, it was, we were sponsored by like, it was a landscaping place in Prairie du Chien too. So they weren't even anywhere close to lacrosse where somebody could just drive down there and pick up the yeah. yeah. And that's, that's actually how they would verify, you know, because we there were people, and I don't know if many people know this, that I think we're almost living off the stuff that we were giving away. Well, you,
1: always, you always had the pigs that were listening to every contest at every station to get free tickets and free food and free booze and just free, free, free. I remember years ago we used to joke and we used to hand out stuff during parades and you know we could we could hand out flaming bags of dog shit and people would get pissed if we didn't give them one. They're like I want one.
2: They got See, one. See, that Why was they have one? that was really. Like one was actually was, uh, When we'd give something the away, the phones would go crazy. Or when I. Uh, stupid like that. But there was actually a woman at one point that tried the station. I don't know if you remember this, but she got canned from her job because her, her boss ball, caught her. She. she got caught her. I think her name uh, was yeah, she got caught. She, she was one of those people um, that would call in all the time. But she got like caught like on the, the spot and yeah, for it. it's always the DJ's fault. Yeah, which, you know, I kind of turned into a at one point. I <laughs> <laughs> you know, there were, you know, other things that, like, what, do you remember the backstory behind, like, Battle of the Sexist, thing started kind of based on, I think, those, the, the phone calls that we couldn't put on the phone call that we had, like, girl. were we kind of,
1: what, you, like, ripping on, like, Love Line or something?
2: Yeah, I think we were kind of trying to to rip that yeah, off and do it locally. There's, there's three colleges in the Yeah. You know, well, that holds, you know, people calling in, you could ask questions. Boyfriends, girlfriends, whatever. I know,
1: considering some of the callers that we got, I don't think a lot of them were college educated.
2: Uh, no, and it was... Those were also the ones that usually wanted a kick
1: okay. sweet, sweet love to you.
2: I don't know that that happened. I was, I was
1: just thinking about the hug control
2: and... I was gonna...
1: When I was almost consumed whole.
2: Yeah, see, you know, as know, a rule... I,
1: fun, I couldn't get my arms around her.
2: As a rule, I never... Talk to anybody outside the station, whereas you actually went
1: to times. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, was the top five really stupid things I've done in my life, that's right up there.
2: You want to tell that story?
1: Oh, God. <laughs> How long do you want we this to be?
2: We will, I don't even care. I mean, we were trying to. Care. I think it was something a little well, more to a
1: Something to do. If so we were doing the hug patrol, so I would jump in the company vehicle and drive off places to give people hugs. And we did one in front of like the country kitchen on 7th Street, and that's the gal I couldn't get my arms around her. And then we did the one where it was a bunch of people partying in an apartment complex that was mostly full of college students off of La Crosse Street, next to a gigantic cemetery. And so I, I go there, and I knock on the Whoa,
2: door. Oh wait, 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 hold on. Before you go, I'm just listening to this as it went on. curious about it, come back for But, go ahead.
1: Wasn't that long. <laughs> but, but I, so anyways, I finally figured out where the place is. Cause it was an apartment, I think, like on the second floor. So I go up there and I knock, and there's these, you know, drunk twenty-somethings, and they're like, "Hi, I'm Springer. I'm here to give a hug with the Hug Patrol." And they're like, "She's in the back room." And right there is when I should have like turned around and left and hit the fucking road. But nope, nope. Trying to build, trying to build a radio career, trying to build a bit. So I go back there, and there's this gal. I'm assuming it's a gal underneath a big comforter. And,
0: like, hey,
1: a hug. and she's like, you have to come under the comforter. I'm like, oh, like, oh, okay. And so I couldn't tell what she was. But at one point, like, this giant cankle kind of, like, popped out from underneath. Underneath the uh,
2: <laughs> comforter. And I'm like,
1: oh, boy. So, anyways, I'm like, uh, "Here's your hug," so I give her a hug quick, and then I'm like, "Okay, I gotta go." And she grabbed my ankle, and I couldn't break free. And like all of her friends go out, like in the living room, drunk and high, and just laughing. And I'm like, "Huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is great. I have to get back to the station now. I gotta do something with Mikey. Uh, I gotta go." And I, she was laughing or drunk or whatever, and. So she finally like released her her death claw on me, and she was able to like sneak out. And then it got out, and then I got down to the vehicle, and I'm like, oh god.
2: So. Yeah, so you didn't.
1: That could have been very dangerous.
2: Yeah, you could have been.
1: Or. Uh, really stupid. <laughs> <laughs> so dumb. Yeah. So, I'm sure you were lying. If I actually if I refer it <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, but you know we were trying, you know, was, you know, the, the morning show didn't try anymore. They've been doing the same shit for over a decade. You know, the other other stations that were live at night, which is very few, weren't doing anything, you know, we were, we were trying to do something. You know, we we're trying to put an effort in. That was always the, the disappointing part It never got any support. And yeah, stuff's going to tank. It doesn't ever work the first time. But, you know, the one thing that we did that worked really, really well was camping out on the roof.
2: Yeah, and that was one of the things that I was talking about so, like, thank the chair, and the polar points. its like, the chair that we did work for and I never got to change Also, so, because of that, because of, like, just more or less I think I was presumed dead for, for a while, which probably wasn't that far from the truth at the time. But Well, I mean, back
1: in those days, I mean, jocks didn't stick around very long. You know, it wasn't like in the 80s where you have somebody like doing a morning show for a number of years. You have the same midday person for 20 years or 30 years. You know, and like night people. I mean, those were like tailors do whorehouses. Like poof, and they're gone.
2: Well, you're always looking for a, a better gig.
1: Attention. Yeah, but the the pay was always shit for the the nighttime guys because the daytime shift was usually a manager of some kind. They wanted to like get the hell out of there. You know, so they were actually making a little bit better bucks. But you know, the the people working at night overnight were just you know, a hair above
2: part-timers. Which is why I think that contributed to, to our recklessness. <laughs> yeah, it's <didn't laughs> kind of like, oh, okay,
1: we're going to get get eventually anyway.
2: I mean, you know, like, we had let's, let's, go, let's go throw stuff off the roof. Okay, sure. <laughs> I, still,
1: I still remember hitting that TV guy in the head with a water balloon. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Matt yeah, or, the, or playing uh, Will It Bounce? the roof and the caller would have to guess whether or it actually bounced. And it was usually something from the morning guy's desk. Oh, that's uh, <laughs> right. We grabbed these. That's one? Will this pair of headphones bounce? Will this... Oh, the, when we found the case of pancakes downstairs and we had no idea what else.
1: Will a bottle of pancakes...
2: Yeah, there's a lot of weird <laughs> stuff in that basement. Yeah, there's probably probably some I'm sure some old jocks probably went. Into it. I I'm sure a couple
1: part-timers either smoked a bowl or bust a nut down there. So.
2: Well, I mean, if that prog- if that operations manager had his way, there'd be people chained up down there to this day. Especially me.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> So what's the story of Scott Springer, Mikey K, and uh we've also learned the key to longevity in radio is the